Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a bass guitarist, minister of the gospel, who has shared the word of God here and abroad. And his name is Yuha Anturi. May our homes be filled with dancing. May our streets be filled with joy. May injustice bow to Jesus. As the This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and our guest is a familiar face here at Times Square Church. He's one of the musicians here at TSC, and his name is Yuha Anturi. Yuha, great to have you with us on Music with a Mission. Thank you, Derek. And who is this young woman who seems to compliment you so? This woman is Paivi Anturi, uh, to whom I've been married for the past 17 years. 17 years, and you're still close together like that. That's a wonderful thing. You As you so. can see, we're still very close. <laughs> uh, do you have any children? We have three boys. Okay. How old are they? 14, 12, and 9. Okay. 
Okay. And you've been here at Times Square Church for a while now. How long? Well, the first time uh, we came to Times Square Church was way back in the early 90s. Actually, oh. we've we both been in New York City before okay. separately when mm-hmm. we were still single. And uh, for me, it was 1992. Okay. I was just uh, 19 years of age. I moved to New York City, and uh, I was part of the music ministry here. Okay. And she was a year prior to that. She was here working as an au pair. I see. Okay. Okay. And bass is your primary instrument. That's correct. How did that get started for you? Uh, well, I, I started uh, first, I picked up the violin when I was just seven years of age. Okay. I, I just started school. I went to uh, first grade, and uh, our music teacher offered some free instruments. Mm-hmm. And I just got the violin and joined the, the, the orchestra at the school, and uh, that's how I got started in music. Now, the violin and the bass are similar, aren't they? I mean, although they may be different in size, they're similar in notes, right? Well, they are kind of reversed. The, the strings are the opposite way. Okay. You know? But uh, there are some similarities. You know, both are obviously string instruments. Sure. But uh, there are some big differences as well. I mean, bass is much more rhythm, rhythmic instrument. And Pivey, you're uh, musical too, huh? Yeah. How so? Uh, well, I'm a music teacher. No kidding. Yeah. And... Um, so, yeah, that covers a variety of things. It would stand to reason that at some point you guys might do some work together, huh? Have you thought about that? Well, you know, over the years we, we have done some projects together in music, but okay. in, in other fields as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, we both grew up in musical families where music was all around. So that's how we started music. Okay. Loved music always. Basically. Sure, sure. Now, you, you're just back here in the United States, though, right? You were on a mission trip, no? Yeah. Um, you know, we were born and raised in Finland and then moved to the U.S. when we were in our 20s, then went back to Finland, and uh, the past four years we lived in uh, Indonesia. Also, it was more than a missions trip. It was missions residency. You guys yes. lived there. Yes, four years lived wow. and worked in Indonesia. How was that? Uh, very interesting, very intense, you know. Uh, oh. uh, Indonesia is a majority Muslim country, so, mm-hmm. you know, that presents uh, some challenges for the kind of uh, ministry, I mean, for Christian ministry. So there is not the same level of freedom that you have uh, in countries where there is a Christian majority. Yeah. So, um, you know, but it's a beautiful country. Did music ministry have a part in Indonesia? I mean, how is music ministry in Indonesia? Well, music was more part of what my wife was doing. Uh, yeah, I was a music teacher um, in a Christian international school. And wow. so, of course, it was part of my daily life. Yeah. And uh, so I taught uh, children from K three, uh, pre-K-3 to high school. Mm. Had three different choirs and, and bands and... It was it was great. They received you, I assume, judging by the twinkle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was it was really wonderful four years. Were there any challenges though for you? I mean, being that Indonesia was a Muslim country and you're teaching Christian music. Hmm. Well, you know, yeah, it's uh, you would uh, of course think how is that possible? But within the international Christian school, we had like freedom 
Oh, okay. So we all the concerts that we prepared and in in classes, I had total total freedom. Nice. We we prayed with the students. We we performed Christian music and and worshiped the Lord freely. Yuha, did you have a chance to minister any music over there? Uh, music hasn't been really my primary fo- focus over the past 10, 15 years. Because you you're know, a minister I'm, of the gospel, though. Correct. So, you know, I started my, you know, with, uh, so-called full-time ministry in music here at Times Square Church. Okay. But then I went into other fields of ministry. Tell me about and that. Teaching, uh, you know, I was here for a year, and then while I was here, God really, uh, you know, basically renewed my faith. Mm-hmm. You know, when I moved here, I wasn't really walking with the Lord. I was, I was a Christian, but I was lukewarm in my faith. And, you know, I had my own plans and ambitious ambitions as far as, you know, what I would do. And, you know, I thought moving to New York City would be a great opportunity to realize those dreams and so on. But, uh, you know, God had some different plans for me. And, uh, you know, when I came here, God really gripped my heart and took a hold of my life. And, uh, you know, I reached a point in my life where I said, you know, I surrender everything to you. And uh, I'm just want to follow you, Jesus, wherever it takes me, mm-hmm. and don't put any conditions, you know, on how things would have to work out for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, in our case, it meant basically, you know, we I moved back to Finland. We started uh, in the church ministry, more in the preaching and teaching ministry mm-hmm. and evangelism and doing, you know, that kind of uh, ministry. And then we started, eventually we started a church, a congregation. So we no were kidding. in church church planting in Finland. Did any of that happen in Indonesia by any chance? Uh, in Indonesia, I was also in uh, preaching and teaching, and uh, but more traveling kind of ministry. So I Evangelism. Evangelism and both teaching, also teaching in Bible schools, oh, nice. training evangelist uh, church planters, and uh, also using the media, internet, uh, to to basically present the gospel to the Muslim community. And also uh, relief work. Actually, the first uh, trip I made there was when 2004, there was the big tsunami. The big tsunami was there, yeah. That was that hit hardest Indonesia, the northern province of Aceh. Okay. And I had never heard about that place. But uh, when the, those news came in, uh, God did something in my heart. Uh, you know, I started weeping for the people, and I, I went to the Internet to find out more what kind of people did they know Jesus mm-hmm. and I found out they, they were one of the you know what is called unreached people groups mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Achenese people mm-hmm. and uh, it just bro- broke my heart and I uh, started to pray you know what I can do and uh, the Lord clearly spoke that uh, he wants to send me there and uh, and he, used you in a magnificent way obviously uh, well he opened some doors you know yeah. and then uh, at first I thought it was just a trip in and out a yeah. couple of weeks right right and I came home and the Lord had already spoken to my wife that we are we're moving there but uh, yeah. I, I wasn't quite that ready <laughs> initially yeah. you know we had three kids and you know there were so many questions how it's all going to work out. We sure. have no idea. And after all, it's just your wife saying it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But she happened to be right. She was. She yeah. was. But I needed some uh, Hearken additional... Hearken to the voice of your wife there, you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I needed to hear from uh, the Lord for myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, you know, I took some time uh, on, on a friend's cottage yeah. 
to pray and fast and seek the Lord. And when I came back from there, then uh, I heard what she had already heard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, then I was ready to, to go. And it was about a year from that first trip that we, we were there. Did he say, honey, you were right? Did he say that? I don't remember it that way, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're hard not to crack. I think it you? was just we're going. <laughs> okay, and you just got up and you left. I listened to a Christian CD, which you, um, which you gave me to listen to, Praise Alive, pretty much praise and finish style, I guess. Although I had no idea what was being said, I did feel the worship in the CD. What was it like doing that project? You played on that project, right, Yuha? Yeah, but actually my wife was the one who put together the whole project and the choir. It was something that the senior pastor of our church suggested Mm -hmm. and and challenged her. uh, So how was that project, Pommy? Oh, it was was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, We we had an international conference in Helsinki in the summer of 2000 and um, a year prior to that, um, the senior pastor asked me to, um, you know, start a choir and a band, and uh, we just opened it up. Um, our our job was to um, minister in worship, mm-hmm. and um, people just started coming, and um, I think it ended ended up being something like 120 people. Wow! And um, but. <laughs> You know, I think that what I enjoyed the most was just the the presence of the Lord that we experienced and uh, what he did during that year and in that conference. It was What did he do during great. that year besides giving you the songs and the choir? In me or in... In you and the people you ministered to? Of course, we, we had several places where we ministered before the conference. Mm-hmm. And then we did the CD, and um, I think always um, what kind of, it's already ways back in 2000, but mm. that sticks with you are the, the uh, people who come to say that the Lord touched them mm-hmm. through that music, and the Lord did something significant. And I remember uh, one missionary in uh, Israel uh, that really blessed my heart that time was when, when she said that the Lord really met her really? while she was listening to that CD. And I, I yeah, those are really meaningful uh, when you see and when you hear that the Lord has used used that instrument. And uh, Sure, sure. I'm not even going <laughs> to attempt to pronounce the names on the CD. Of course, the titles are in Finnish, uh, with the exception of maybe... The last one, which was uh, Hear the Praise. And then there was one that said something, Jesus. I recognize the name Jesus, but it said something before that. What was the name What was the name on, uh, before that? That's track four. And what does that mean? <clears throat> that song is actually also in English. Uh, it, it, it means your name, Jesus. Your name, Jesus. Yeah. From the CD, Praise Alive. Your Name, Jesus, on Music with a Mission.
DSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission and the song Nimi Asiesos, Jesus. I think I said, did I say it right? Perfect. Uh, okay. Almost. <laughs> Which means what exactly? Your name, Jesus. Your name, Jesus. And you were saying that that song is in English. I mean, we sing that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do the words go? Uh, we will give you glory. <laughs> we will give you glory. Okay. And what else does it say? Do you know? We will give you honor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Do you want me to say what the, the words are in, in Finnish? You know, Pavi, you know, normally what we do here is we actually have people sing it. Right. Yeah. Okay. The words are... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to sing it? You're going to cooperate? You uh, do something with you, this You woman. just heard it from the CD, right? <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. But um, I, I do remember the song. I do know the song, and it, it's a wonderful song. It's a wonderful song, and you, I think you did a wonderful job conducting the choir. Thank you. Um, it's actually a, a Swedish song that's gone all around the world. It's a Swedish song. Mm-hmm. Originally, but Done it's been translated to English, Finnish, to multitude of languages. I see. Okay, yeah. okay. You are a minister of the gospel, as we mentioned. You've been in music, and you've been in missions. You're kind of the epitome of music with a mission. How do you feel about the use of music in missions, and do you feel it has been effective, or do we need to do more of it? Well, the way I I look at it and see it in, in the context of worship, I see those two things, mission, which is really going out to reach the lost. Right and worship, I really see them as going toward the same goal mm-hmm. and uh, not as two separate things. But, you know, we're going out to the nations, going out to the peoples, the different ethnic groups, really for what purpose? To bring them in so that they would worship God Absolutely. and have enjoy a relationship. But are we effective in it? Well, I think, you know, the last hundred years we've some seen some... Uh, Amazing things happen as far as in 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 uh, mission mm-hmm. reaching out to more and more new people groups. You know, there's been a, a lot of efforts to do that. What about you, Pavi? Do you think we're effective? I mean, you you were mm-hmm. knee deep in music missions in Indonesia. Do you think we're making a dent there for the Lord Jesus? Well, my experience is with with the children, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, what comes to when. When you see children worship, I think it's always effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that um, when you talked about the if we're effective, I think um, you know God is effective, mm-hmm. and uh, when we worship Him in spirit and in truth, when true worship takes place, um, He always does wh- what He wants, mm-hmm. and He always when when we lift him up when we lift up jesus he always draws people to himself Mm -hmm. and so that um i think i think that then um what we do can be effective yeah and um i i saw that i saw um children coming to the lord Mm -hmm. because of these uh times that we we lifted up the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. and He drew them. And I think that is that's amazing, and it has nothing to do with me and me being effective, but Him uh, just just working, uh, being at work. I agree. 
you know, I'm I'm reminded of something I I read one time uh, from Mother Teresa, you know, yeah. uh, who said, you know, God has not called me to be successful, but to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And I think it agrees in w- with what Jesus said when he said, you know, be faithful in little things. Mm. And in other words, you know, we leave the results to God's hand. Yeah. We are faithful to what he's called us to do in any particular time or setting. And that, for God, I think, is the ultimate success when we do what he's called us to do. And uh, it requires that we have a servant, servant, the heart of a servant. We are not there to make a great name for ourselves. Mm-hmm or to make ourselves famous. Mm -hmm. We're not concerned about what people think about what we do, but what God thinks about what we do. I think that was the mind and heart of uh, Paul. You know, he said, if I was trying to please men, you know, I wouldn't be serving Jesus. Right, right. But uh, he was more concerned about what God, and this is a problem sometimes, I think, in music ministry. What do you see as the problem? That sometimes, you know, our own ego gets on the way and we're trying to make a great name for ourselves yeah. rather than trying to make a great name for God. True. Because, I mean, that was the sin of Lucifer, basically, who yeah. was a lead musician in heaven. It was basically his own ego was pu- puffed up, you know, and uh, that led to his fall. And, you know, we've seen many cases uh, in Christian music ministry where that cycle is being repeated because, uh, you know, it was self-serving. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a bit more about that when we come back. We'll take a quick break. We're talking with Yuha Anturi and Pivey Anturi when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus said these words, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We look today at so many people having their hopes, their dreams, the strength of their family, the ability to have provision to meet their daily needs seemingly taken out from underneath them. Maybe you're one of those people, and you wonder, how am I going to get through? How am I going to face the struggles I have to face tomorrow? There is a way to stop this thievery in your life. Jesus said, I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. The promise of life and the promise of abundance is in Jesus Christ. It is time again to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. Uh, We are back. I'm Derek Davis speaking with Yuha and Pivey and Turi from Times Square Church. You know, guys, when we were in the break, 
was thinking a lot about what you were talking about, Yuha, prior to the break, about success and how we view success. Also, what you were saying about the fall of Lucifer and why he fell and what we see in music ministry today. How do you think we can prevent that from happening? Because we're seeing a lot more of it. Well, I think it's um, the temptation definitely is there, particularly in music ministry. The temptation of fame. And of fame and worldly success, basically. Right. Uh, so much because, you know, there is the applaud of men. And, uh, you know, I remember when I started in music, uh, when I was still young, you know, 18, 19, and you know, girls would come backstage and ask for signature. Well, look at and, the look she just you know, gave you. That oh, kind boy. of thing. You know, it it felt nice. You know, it, it would be so easy to right. kind of fully give yourself into that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just enjoying the your moment <laughs> in the spot, you know. But uh, so the temptation is strong to, to go with the flow. Right. But uh, I think it's it comes to what, you know, Paul is talking in, in the, the epistle to... Philippians, where he says, have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. where he says that the mind of Christ, he didn't, did not consider the position he had in heaven at the right hand of the Father, but he emptied himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and took the place of a servant oh. and really becoming a servant rather than a rock star. Sure. You know, sure. that's where it comes to really, and that's for every Christian, but I think particularly for those who are in music ministry, the temptation not to go that way. So the, the, the way of a servant is is uh, there's a resistance to that. How sometimes. do you feel about that, Pivey? I don't know. Over the years, I've just learned it uh, that you know, at the end, all that matters is if God was able to do something mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. not if you know I did technically something right or and. Uh, you know, really, we're all going to see that only I, I believe in heaven. Mm-hmm. What really took place in those those uh, times that we were serving. And, and it really, it keeps you humble. because It is about humility, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it end. does. Like Yuha said, he said, you have to have the mind of a servant. Yeah. Which immediately brings Jesus washing feet to mind. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like, that's just the first thing that popped in my mind mm-hmm. when you said that. And it's like... In order to be a minister of music, you have to humble yourself and wash feet. Right, very much so. And, you know, what is the identity of, of a servant? It's basically he's not concerned about his own plans, his own ambitions. Mm-hmm. He's to- somebody who's totally given to doing the will of his master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that should be our heart's desire and cry is, you know, to do the will of our master, Jesus. Sure, sure. Going back to Indonesia, we were talking during the break about that, and we talked about UPIV teaching the children in the school, but I understand your environment in Indonesia was a little different. Tell us a little bit about that, Yuha. Yeah, well, I did a lot of traveling ministry. Most of the places where I did ministry, you know, they were Muslim-majority villages or cities, mm-hmm. but in there, there were pockets of Christians, and uh you know, I think the kind of resistance that we both shared was on the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of spiritual warfare that, that Paul talks in, 
Ephesians chapter 6, you know, yeah. where he says that there's a spiritual warfare going on. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Right. And so we were, we felt that very strongly, that the community where we lived at was very much in the occult, you know, still very much doing, although on the surface Muslim, but deep underneath there is this occultic and animistic, you know, right. belief in the spirit world and witchcraft. People, if they're sick, they turn to the witch in the village. Really? Uh, and uh, How did you deal with that? I, I don't know of any other than, you know, just prayer and the word. Those mm-hmm. are the two mighty weapons that everybody has been given mm-hmm. to deal with those issues. And sometimes just, uh, you know, when you feel the spirit of heaviness, you just need to start lifting up the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and that will break any yoke. Now, when, when you went out and you dealt with the occult head on and you came home to your wife, did you tell her about it? You know, I, I did tell and, of course, share my experiences, but, you know, sometimes I didn't even need to because she already felt <laughs> felt what I was feeling mm-hmm. when I was gone in the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. when she was praying mm-hmm. for me. Uh, you know, it's something, I guess, when you're a husband and a wife, you know, you, you feel and recognize a lot of things even without saying. Sure. And uh, You seem be- very, very settled. Is he always like this, Pivey? Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. Well, you don't have to just say that because no, we're on the air. Is no, it really? No. Okay. I think that because that's you guys, what... you guys both seem really settled. What do you uh, attribute that to? Settled in our life. In life? In each other's presence? Huh. Well, I mean, you've been married for 18 years. Married 17. couples want to know. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> uh, that you say it because in some ways our life has not been settled at all. I exactly. Mean, God that's, that's precisely my point. You've been, been here, there. <laughs> you've been here, there, and everywhere. It's been a whirlwind. Exactly. Really, you know, tsunamis, earthquakes. <laughs> I could tell you story after story. The occult, and you're still like, yeah. you, you're still together. You seem very settled, mm-hmm. very, um, very one. Yeah. Well, I think it comes to, you know, what is the foundation of your life mm. and that you build your life upon. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us agreed to build our life and our marriage on Jesus, you know, that he is the rock that will stand. And it just gives you peace no matter where you are. Okay. And, uh, you know, the fact and the reality that God never changes, yeah. that he's mm-hmm. the same no matter mm-hmm. where you are, that has given us great comfort because, mm-hmm. you know, you go through things and issues when you change cultures. Yeah. You know, that's a heavy, intense process. Absolutely. And you become a child all over again because you don't speak the language. You become helpless, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to another culture. Everybody who's been through that knows what I'm talking about. Right, right. You know, everything that's familiar to you is suddenly gone. Right, your mm-hmm. self-reliance goes out of the window. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything you learned and the way you understand and interpret the world and the symbols and the different cultural cues, you know, suddenly they don't mean anything. Right, right. And so you have to learn to really rely on the Lord and really make him the source of your strength and your wisdom and everything. So the more and more I meet people who say, well, how did you? Not a long time ago, our landlord, you know, we live in Brooklyn now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an owner of a pizzeria downstairs. Mm-hmm. And when he heard we'd be married 17 years, he's like, wow, how did you do that? And I think it's just a sign of the times. Are your kids musical too? Are you uh, kind of pushing them in that area? 
I, I think they, they are all musical, uh-huh. but we're definitely not pushing it. Okay, and, okay, <laughs> okay. And um, so two of, the, two of them have played instruments, but this is the downside of, of moving and changing uh, cultures and stuff that sometimes those things, um, you know, they just drop. I see. And that's what happened with our boys. But they're also um, very, they love sports. So we've, we've you know, just... Kind of left it up to them in that, yeah, in that regard? Yeah, Well, if they keep following Dad, they're probably going to go in a musical direction. Yeah. Because he's oh. very musical. You're very musical, too. I see it going in that way, but who am I? Mm-hmm. Well, I think definitely will be part of who they are. You know, I, I think we've seen, especially with our first one, since very early age, the Lord just gave him worship and praise songs that really? he, he made, and we wrote yeah. them down, actually. He's a writer? And yeah. No he, well, kidding. he sang them, and then he note, wrote them down. She wrote I, them I down. Did, yeah. wow. And, and uh, some of them actually have been recorded in okay. Finland okay. On, on children's music. So. And I have to take that back. He oh, he still pre- plays the drums, okay. so it's not totally out of his system. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. It's, you know, it's there, but we'll leave it up to them and the Lord, however, you know, that's going to play out in the future. Right. Okay. Well, speaking of play out, let's listen to the song your son did to take us out. And it has been great having you on Music with a Mission. Thank you. You guys are a wonderful couple. I feel the Spirit of God all over you, and I pray that he just continues to take you to great places. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Derek. Valtaisin pimeässä laaksossa, ei mikä voi mua vahingoittaa, eikä voi mua haavoittaa, sillä valo on saanut mut valloittaa. Mä en pelkää, mä en säiky, jos paha väijy isi nostaa selkää. 
joka päivä Jeesus on luonani, hän on suojani, Herran on luojani. Vaikka rosvojoukko nousee mua vastaan, tuva paikasta saa katsastaa. Vaikka yö ympärillä ois musta, ostan valoani Jeesusta. Mitä tahansa, huomioon tuo mukanaansa, olen turvassa, kansansa, olen kansansa ja saan elellä Jumalan kämmenellä. The song Ot Voloni, which is Finnish for You Are My Light, from the CD Valavoita, which is also Finnish, which means the light will overcome or the light will have victory. Done by Daniel Anturi, arranged by his dad, Juha Anturi. And of course, special thanks to mom, Parvi Anturi. Thanks for being on Music with a Mission. Take joy, my king, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or visit TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget the website. It's www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Maggie Diaz. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.